This is Coach Gary with Recoded the Podcast. Um, the, typically the blueprint for the student athlete, and, and this is some things that the athletes need to see because there's a lot more that goes into it than just the football side of it. And we got two guys sitting with us first, and then we got um, uh, Ricky Stanzi to my right, and then to the right of him is, is Ike Bacher. And uh, both of them played professionally, one still playing. He's a recoded uh, go-to athlete now. And uh, Ricky played back in the day. They both Iowa boys. So um, that's, the, that's the connection where it starts. And then we got a couple other guys that's in for Lyman week this week at GLS. So, um, Ricky, man, if you want to just start with, with who you are and, and then we'll, we'll go over to Ike. And I mean, a lot of people know who you are, but for the podcast sake, yeah. it's your first time on a podcast. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a professor coach in the system. Um, shoot, been with you guys for, feels like forever, but a couple of years now. And, you know, as this thing's been growing, we kind of been tightening the curriculum and, you know, working a lot of lab weekends and, um, you know, just trying to refine the system refine the way that we go about recoding the athlete and make it as clean of a process as possible. So I'm kind of on the professor side of things, um, you know, how we teach the curriculum to the new coaches coming in. And then I, you know, get to work with guys like Ike and, you know, people from professional athletes to, you know, young high school athletes to, um, you know, older general population that's just trying to, you know, not get their joints replaced. Yeah. So I kind of work, work myself around pretty much all different spots uh, inside the go to movement system, but primarily um, I'm a, I'm a professor coach in the system along with Cody Wood and, and RJ and, and a few other guys that, you know, it's that, that thing just keeps building. We got a lot of great coaches in here this week and um, helping out these big old linemen. Yeah. And I played ball for, uh, so I played drafted by the chiefs, um, went to Jacksonville for a little bit, ended up in Detroit for a year and then was up in the CFL uh, for a year and a half. And that's how I met my guy, uh, Justin Renfro over there, who's also in for um, O-line week. But football journey really started at Iowa. And then, you know, when Ike reached out, we kind of had that Iowa connection. And that's where that whole thing started. So Yeah, so let, let's get into Ike a little bit. Ike, man, um, welcome to the show. Welcome to New Orleans. I, I know it's your first time, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so give them a little bit, you know, prep history all the way through. And then I want you to talk about, you, you know, not just the um, – we want to touch on with, with the show that we do a little bit about the recruiting process that you went through. You know, give us the spill. Give us the whole thing. Yeah, so I guess I'll just start from, from college. Uh, I had Achilles shred my second game of my – senior season um rehab that all the way back was feeling pretty good felt pretty good my you know rookie year felt okay still wasn't even close to 100 percent, but you know in my mind was just kind of blaming that on the injury and you know rehabbing from that knew it could take a while second year my you know injured side started feeling a lot better but my left side my left achilles area was starting to bother me and mm -hmm was just getting annoying and so towards the end of my second season I was you know struggling to you know talking to the trainers in Buffalo and just doing some basic things to try and help it feel better but I knew after the season was over I needed to get a full reset and really figure out what I was going to do in the off season to get my body right <clears throat> so I took probably a month or two just watching Ricky you know post stuff on social media watching everything that you guys were doing and I was super interested in it, but I, I didn't, you know, it was very foreign to me, yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. idea of right. it. So 
it definitely took, you know, some trust and, you know, some faith just to, to reach out and to Ricky and, you know, figure something else out. And once I started doing it, I'd say the first month or two was pretty brutal, just not being able to do much of the stuff because I was so locked up and mm-hmm. my ankles and hips were so tight. And as I started, you know, progressing, it started, you know, basically every week. I would text Ricky. I would be like, I got to take a couple days off because I'm just crushed. And he'd be like, that's fine. And then I would feel really good and I would go back after it. And this was, you know, this was like COVID off season Mm -hmm, too. So mm -hmm. I was doing this in my basement, just moved all the couches out (laughs) of the way. A lot of people did that. Yeah. Yeah. Bought some knee pads and (laughs) just rolled with it. Uh, Let me, let me ask you when, when um, you went through, you had the first tear when you started feeling the other side, was it all similar feelings? Like you, you it was sensations that you kind of no, was ex- so experiencing from the first one. The right one that I that I tore, I had nothing leading up to that that was no, no indicator. Yeah. But I was, I remember my right hip being very stiff mm-hmm. during camp, and I could hardly you know pass set. Really, I was so frustrated. Uh, during camp, I remember that, and I was just, like, feeling terrible every day and was really starting to lose, you know, that love for the game because I was just – my body was so beat up, and I was only 23, yeah. you know. I was just miserable uh, going to the facility every day. So, I was, you know, there's a lot of things that led into that, and then you have all that time off, and you start feeling good because you're not, you know, working out, mm-hmm. lifting all the time. So I started feeling good and didn't really put two and two together – until this one started bothering me, which really worried me because I had this other one, you know, rupture, and this other one starting to bother me, and then oh I started gosh. doing all that. Wow. And, you know, it's it's been amazing ever since. You see this podcast is first class. It man. is, man. Yeah, Coffee just, delivered to you. You know what I'm saying? I love it. <clears throat> but, yeah, that was the big thing with for Ike was when he showed up, it was – Dude, if this left Achilles goes, like, remember you saying, like, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to go through this again. Yeah. Because that's got to be a brutal, I mean, I've had a, a slew of injuries, but I hear that the Achilles is, it's really tough to get back on the horse and, and you know, go through that whole process of trying to get back um, to 100%. And like you said, it takes a year. It takes another, you know, year and a half to get where you need to go. And then when you're in the NFL, like, you need to be on the field. The yeah. best ability is availability. You got to be ready to go. So we were kind of, we were working this recode really virtual mm-hmm. for a year. This was the first time that we got to actually get down here and go, you know, hands on and, and, and be able to cue these things up um, in person. So we did as best we could online. It was just each week. I'd be like, listen to your body, trust it, find out the principles, understand the basics of this system, understand inside ankle bone high, understand what a bow is, understand back chain. And just each week, Try to get a little bit of math back, a little bit of math back, and then you know the level ups just keep getting better. And the best thing I heard was when you went through camp and you're like, dude, I don't have to take all that ibuprofen anymore. Yeah, I feel like, I feel good just waking up out of bed. And I remember as a third stringer who didn't play, my left hip hurt. I'm like, man, I can't imagine what these wide receivers feel like on day four. The yeah. O linemen, what do they feel like on day five of camp? After the first day of pads, I just have to stand here and throw mm-hmm. my left hip hurts. So those things, it just, you know, every athlete in the facility is going through it yep. and it's tough. It's just one of those things you put your helmet on, strap up the chin strap and you got to go. 
Um. So so let's let's talk about that for a second. What y'all just said about coming down and actually getting the hands on work now. A, a lot of um, you know, and you had the little scare in that in that playoff game or whatever, where the guy fell on the ankle and you popped right back up and everything was fine. You kind of fell into that child rocker position. Um, but the virtual really, you started in season almost, and, and then you worked your way. Well, or the, no, you, you didn't we started start, off. You season. started off season, yeah. So, so yeah. So then you work your way, and it it, it, it makes you a healthier an athlete mm-hmm. just on the virtual side of it. Oh, yeah. And then you get to come down here, and then the past two days has probably been a whole brand. Like you, you know, now you could tap into a a, a whole another level of this thing. Yeah, that's what I was telling you know Trey and Ross is I would spend just literally hours watching the videos and trying to like feel it see it feel it see it and the benefit of them coming down here early is they can feel it because you have to be able to feel what and and see it for yourself and to have somebody tell you like all right that you're doing that correctly Mm -hmm. is huge yeah and you know i you know i waste i mean i would have been a lot more a a lot further along yeah if i would have just come down here for a week yeah um just and submerge yourself in yeah, it. For There's so many and little details. Home, like no, even after just today's workout. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. Up a you few feel it different. Things. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and that's and that's the whole thing too. When we get y'all down here, and, and and like what we talked about doing in the future is getting that week in here. Whether you know we don't know what's going to happen with COVID, with OTAs and stuff like that. But if those things don't happen, then you pick a couple of weeks out the off season. You come in, and then we're gonna you know, literally feed you and feed you information and constantly keep pounding it on your brain. Everyone in every room in my building is a certified go to coach. So as you walk through here, you're going to get those little fix your feet, you know, get get out your front chain and all of that stuff because we need to change subconscious behavior. And that's the tough part. So that's why we always say it's a C feel where you get more of the C virtually but you yeah. get the see and the feel whenever you're in here yeah absolutely. so um what what else you got going on man outside you just had a baby you yeah. got a little one right you just turned one and i'm having another one july 3rd so yeah. busy so, with that busy. so so from so, that side of it now you got you got you got kids you're gonna want to play football with yeah. and that that's that i game. mean i've even noticed that just moving around with him on the floor yeah picking him up throwing him around you know it's just I feel so much better. Yeah, with that kind of stuff. Whereas mm-hmm. before I'd be like, like I'm not I'd, going down there. <laughs> I'm, I'm not just imagining how yeah. I felt. Oh yeah, you know, two years ago, I'm right. like, sorry to my wife, she's gonna be doing everything because <laughs> right. I'm gonna be sitting on the couch, <laughs> unable to move because I'd just be miserable, especially during the season. But I mean, I could even come home after playing. You know, seventy snaps in a game or something. You go play with your kid and be messing around with them. See mm-hmm. that? See that? Those things like that are more important to. Me. I mean, your football career naturally is well, that's why the you're most here. important. But dude, yeah, 10, 15 important. years from now, we don't want you to have double knee replacement and be laid up, and you got a son playing in a football game somewhere as yep. something. And then the other thing is that <clears throat> that's big. We go to is 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 we're changing these cycles in a sense that now you know what's good and bad for your children Mm -hmm. if they want to play football or sports or I don't know if it's boys or girls or whatever. But even, you know, this transcends into everything. Yeah. It's not just for football players, baseball players or whatever. It's, it's, it's for every sport. 
It's for every walk of life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I tell everybody we all crawl the same. I don't yeah. care if you're white, black, brown. Yeah, green, it doesn't whatever. matter. What, there's, what, what, what culture you're from, you crawl the same. There, there's so many people that I, that I work with that they have kids, and they're like, they're now able to learn go to quicker because they have a kid to watch. I was going to say. They have somebody to watch. Go, and like, yeah. dude, they are doing what these guys are saying they're mm-hmm. doing. But then the other thing you can do is you can stop some of that bad behavior from creeping in to the little one's everyday behave you know pat- patterns that they're going through just like certain products that you may purchase that you think is good for the child because it may have been told told you that it was good for the child it's actually not coding the right things shoes footwear there's so many things that the young ones are um subject to early on in their lives that are actually coding woe to behavior so now if you're a parent and you're aware of that you can make a better shoe choice you can make a better clothes choice you can make a better resting choice option for that child around the house getting them back to the floor letting them get back into seiza encouraging certain things so it's not just hey go do this workout and don't ask any questions there's an educational process to the whole thing which is what we started when we first started working together but then you see how how deep it can keep going you just keep going around the corner and you go deeper down the rabbit hole um and you find another layer to it and it never changes from a spiral but it just keeps the the understanding just keeps going deeper um and it it starts to find its way into every little corner of your life whether it's on the field in you know nine on seven or if it's at home playing with the little guys it's 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 beautiful to see how far this this whole fractal can stretch Mm -hmm. yeah man so you know kind of we're gonna move on and, and but um getting like what what kind of message would you leave to you know that young guy that's in college right now and, he, and he's coming up and you know he's, he's he's trying to figure it out even the high school I, yeah, I would just say it takes a commitment and trust and faith and just believing what you're seeing mm-hmm. um once you see it and feel it then there's no going back mm-hmm. yeah uh, and I'd say that's the biggest thing is you just got to put, you got to go all in, all in with it. You, it's not, it's not really a thing that you can do halfway mm-hmm. and get the results that you want to get. Um, I'd say for sure for those first two months, you have to be committed to it. And mm-hmm. I mean, people mess around with diets, workouts for yeah <laughs> six months at a time. So if you commit to two months, it's not really right. that crazy of a commitment mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Oh, I tried amazing. every diet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. it all. Like, we tried it all, but that's the other part with the with the young kids with the high schoolers. Man, if like we always say, what if I knew this when I was thirteen, fourteen years yeah. old? Then you wouldn't even have. I to, wouldn't even have, have to have go back yeah. past you know trying to fight back through Woda to get back to Goda. It's better just to not have that injury to start with. Well, uh, and <laughs> it's like like I, I tell anybody if you was if you're the Jamal Chase was gonna be Jamal Chase. The only thing he could do is get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? Like I, I'm Just not. I didn't make healthy. him faster. Yeah, his genetic potential came through because of Goda. You, right. you know what I mean? Think about think about the guys that make it to that level. In there, they 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 might have got. You, you're gonna get stronger as you mature. Mm-hmm. So you you're still getting stronger and stronger. If you're walking right, moving right, and you're doing things right, then you it's a natural process. Mm-hmm. But the guy that was gonna be the man. Was gonna beat a man regardless as long as he could run the gauntlet and yeah. make it to the mm-hmm. top. Maximize your you know genetic potential. Yeah, right. That's it's exactly it's what exactly it is. what we're doing. Yeah, yep. yeah, no doubt. But um, man, Ike, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you being down here, and um, 
you know, we're going to get um, Ju- Justin up here next. Sweet. Yeah, so, thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, no I'm, doubt. I'm, I'm loving it. So. Good, good. Yeah, well, we're just getting started. So, yeah. you know, you're going to feel in a little bit. We got the cryo chamber and all of that for you. We'll Absolutely. help you out with that. So, so next up, we got Justin Renfro, and you with Edmonton now, right? Yeah. Yeah, so um, tell us a little bit about, you know, your college days and, and, and the teams you've been with and how you kind of been in a professional atmosphere. Yeah, all right. So I actually first went to Virginia, and that I would say that would also be kind of where my go-to journey, you start seeing like, okay, this is, Woda's not working for me, but other people don't realize that. So, yeah, at University of Virginia, we had a strength coach there, like, deadlifts, squats, then let's go run a hill. Mm -hmm. And so that didn't work well for me. A lot of turmoil came for me in the weight room with that coach because I was literally saying, like, I'm losing my athleticism, and that's why you brought me here. Like, Mm -hmm. And so that became a big battle. I got said, like, you know, I'm lazy. They All these different things when I'm like, yo, no, my body's, like, shutting down every day. Yeah. So, you know, I go to Miami, get with Coach Swayze. He's all he's not necessarily go to, but he was all about we did ankle mobs every day. Mm-hmm. We we worked on run mechanics. We did stuff in the sand. And I naturally at that point was on the outsides of my feet just because you're at nose being a nose tackle. I was a D lineman still then. You have to be able to go both ways. So I split had that split stance, which had me on the outside of my feet. And right. So. That uh, that made a big difference for me going to Miami. Uh, you know, a lot of people doubted I could play in the NFL. Miami gave me the chance to show my skills, and then about a year later, I'm in a Super Bowl with the Seahawks. Switch positions to O line, journeyed around for a while. Uh, hurt my foot with the Bills again. Something we broke down yesterday. Mm-hmm. You could just see because I was a transitioning D lineman to O lineman. So. You could see I never really had any problems as a D lineman, but as soon as I started to have to cave that knee in you and be a right tackle, first thing that went my foot. Yeah, and the consistency in 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 um in in the the setups and all of that stuff, and the consistency in in the way that that you would move in in one position is completely different than one's coming and the yep. other one's usually yep. way catching yeah whatever's coming at them so it, it kind of the, the the philosophies and the techniques and things like that really should have been the same but they kind of transferred them over into just to, to to grab a hole and stop instead of mm-hmm. grab a hole and drive you know or, or yeah. something like that or move i guess yeah. you could say you could see the difference when when justin and i had um first started hanging out we were up in calgary we played in um in the CFL together with the Stampeders. And that was kind of really at the beginning of when you started doing like full-time O-line. Yeah. And you could see it when we, I looked, when I looked at his, his movement way back when, before we had even started. Um, and it was just kind of like just catching up and talking about, you know, talking about ball and, and talking about Gota. And he had a little more inside ankle bone high mm-hmm. than he has right now. He had a little more straight foot. Than he has right now a little more back chain dominant so it's not even just the weight room that will code you it could be a bad resting po- posture it could be a bad technique that's taught to you during a field training you know uh session or a field training you know off season where you're now taught to play off the inside of your foot and then the first it was funny because we were assessing justin and he was saying you just took me through 
the whole chronological order of my career. <laughs> right, like right, right, right. right foot, left yeah, knee, yeah. Da-na-na, and everything just kind of has a it has a story. And I think that's the big buy-in for these big guys and for the athlete in general is that they're going to see the assessment and they're going to have that moment where they go, oh, that explains why that hip hurts or that explains why this won't calm down. And I can't get an answer here because I just hadn't looked at it in slow motion. I didn't have that verification in slow motion. It's happening so fast. And like we were showing him yesterday, it's one frame of drop inside ankle bone low that's beating up his knee Mm -hmm. and that's getting now into his left Achilles. And so the whole thing today was get your hips back, get your hips back, get into that back chain, let that bow start to set. But now he's got a plan. Now he's got a vision of where he wants to take his body and he can start to go ahead and supplement that with proper movement, proper, um, you know, resting postures and, and, and walking, um, you know, how he goes about his day, not just in the weight room, not just at the field, but how you walk, how you rest, all that stuff's going to coat him up. And it just keeps going, keeps getting better. Same thing that Ike said. Yeah. So you're probably feeling a lot right now that you hadn't felt. Yeah. Well, for me, honestly, I was telling Rick, like, this is the first time in about a month I haven't had, like, we've been moving around and running every, every training session I've been having, I've been having major Achilles pain after. So I'm not having any wall movement since we've been here. So it's been good. And again, with the back chain dominance, every coach the past three years has tried and physical therapist has tried to take that from me. Yeah. And cause yeah. I used to have like a bad curve and they'd be like, oh, that's so yeah, bad. Yeah, lordosis they call yeah. it. Yeah. And so I actually, and like you could see, like he was talking about the three-year change, like I worked hard at all these things coaches told me to mm-hmm. correct, all these physical therapists. I put in the extra hours to do it, and then my buddy, my body started shutting down. And so it's good. You know, you, I knew I was doing some things right previously before I started shutting it down. So I feel like it's just my body kind of like, hey, we're getting back to normal. Yeah, yeah. So. and then that, that only – listen, pain holds you hostage. You, you know what I'm saying? Now, yeah, it does. I mean, now you, you might have been looking at it like, man, listen, let me get a year or two out, out of this. And now That's it's exactly. like, wait a minute. Yeah. I can go back and play at the highest level again yeah. and be pain-free? Yeah. Because the skill set's there. You wouldn't be where you're at. You, you know what I'm saying? All yeah. it is is about keeping y'all guys healthy. If you're not strong enough, fast enough, or whatever right now, guess what? Yeah, we ain't right. accomplishing that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like <clears throat> For sure. Now, what's probably going to happen is your numbers may get better. You know, we talk about numbers all the time, which really don't, they don't mean a whole hell of a lot, except they're just a measurement, and it could be a measurement of something that's bad. You could build strength the wrong way. You could build strength the right way. Now, when you go back, your numbers are going to get better, and you're going to feel better, but your numbers are going to get better because you feel better. Yeah. You know, so they kind of start to go hand in hand. And then you get yourself, you've been around the league, you done went up against some of the best guys. And, and, and that becomes now what I knew, what I, you know, it's the old saying, a ball, I wish I, I wish I would have known that. Yeah. Now you do. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> got saying? A, got a second yeah. chance. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole yeah. second chance. Um, but, but I wanted to talk to you too. I know you got the little food cooking thing yeah. and all of that stuff. Tell us a little bit about that and what you got going on off the field. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, I started in Canada. Me and Ricky were together. A lot of places. Uh, I got a lot of traction doing community service, helping out kids. And then a lot of restaurants always want me to come in and eat. And so I was like, I mean, I can go anywhere and eat and make a guy's a post. But so I started saying, hey, show me your two dishes, uh, your two most popular dishes. Teach me how to cook them. 
and I'll still give you your post. I'll still give you your shout out and I'll rate your food and whatnot. And so it's taken off. I've had the uh, opportunity to come down here, uh, park, uh, parkway, uh, tavern, tavern back yeah. bakery and tavern. Uh, yesterday we cooked, it was a hundred poor boys for foster kids nice. that went to Gulf Mississippi. So we got to Gulfport. Gulfport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I got to be a part of that. That's awesome. And then I also got to do, you know, my cooking segment and then got a good evaluation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 That's good, man. That That's, that means a lot. I mean, we got, we got a foundation called training forward that we provide, um, uh, training and, and uh, we go on camp visits and bring some kids to college that yeah. may not have the resources. We also pay for the ACT prep and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. whenever we, you know, you put yourself in a position professionally to give back, yeah, that's what you got to do. It's all, yeah, and it's a uh, big thing for me is a lot of a lot of people gave time for me and gave extra time. When I, I had to convert from D-line to O-line, uh, Domingo Graham, who played for the Texans, Cowboys, Free of charge, taught me everything he knew at O-line. Nice. And he said, all you have to do, I know you're going to make it after he saw me start learning. He said, just give back. Just like mm-hmm. I gave to you, do that. So yep. mm-hmm. That's what I try to do. I try to Train live it up forward, to that. Pass yeah. it, pass it yeah. forward. You know, pay it forward. That's, that's, what, uh, that's what a lot of this stuff's about. If you, you know, I always say if, if, you don't, if you don't give back, it's going to get taken from you some kind of way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Uh-huh. So, but um, anything, man, tell a young athlete out there that, that's – uh, I I feel like not even the young athlete because uh, I was in the car with Gilly this morning. My cousin lives down here, so uh, my dad's supposed to go for a knee replacement. We right. I already talked to him. We're gonna try to get him down here the end of next month. So it's I think for anybody, it's just you know you when you watch the game, you know these greatest athletes that are being talked about at, in these examples, and then you know your body. Like I couldn't walk in here. And say, boom, I shifted to the outside of my foot. And then, boom, I'm doing single leg stands on that foot when I couldn't do that like a week ago. But yeah. just loading it the proper way. I don't have, like, I'm not feeling tightness in mm-hmm. the side of my leg. Things mm-hmm. like that. If you And obviously, I've been a pro for numerous years, so I know how to pay attention to my body. So yeah. I see it a little more. But at the, the most intricate level, if you come in, you'll see it and that's the biggest thing i think just pay attention and pay attention to the science of anything like i started out as a as a running mechanics guy i had to get my straight line stuff all fixed i used to have some like you know pigeon toed stuff that kept slowed me down so it's just about you know working hard at your craft that's what it boils down to being here or anywhere else is working hard at your craft and trying to be the best person you can mm-hmm. yeah he was probably pigeon to a landing pre-cornered <laughs> yeah probably a little bit <clears throat> most people have a little some sort of front chain push in there but the you know the big thing is you're going to see with all these athletes is that they work hard oh they, yeah they yeah. work hard you the next step is work hard the right way yeah. not work hard the wrong way because like you said you put in all them reps working hard but if all them reps are inside ankle bone low and you perfect that technique and then boom you have the injury three weeks into camp, it's like, dang, I worked hard, but I don't have anything to show for it. Yeah. Now we have a blueprint. We have something we can say, dude, you can attack this full tilt with a coach by your side to assess you every single mm-hmm. step along the way. And then to be able to make sure that the volume and, and how much is going into the nervous system is perfect for that amount of time and where you are in the recode. Like 
when when Ike first started, when Justin first started, when we did, he he came up to visit me in in Ohio for a quick session to get a better understanding, and that's what led to him coming down here. It was really just the let's get this like one thing figured out. Mm -hmm. Like we spent time just on the elevated drop in, mm -hmm. just to get a little bit of better understanding on that one basic thing. Because if you can understand the precision that we're trying to dial in, and that's where the message gets a little bit lost on social media. But if you can understand the precision, then you're like, oh, and you have this like aha moment. And that's what every athlete's trying to trying to say here is that there is that that little extra, like we're there yeah. with you. We're saying, no, 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 your hips got to go back just a few more degrees. Yeah. And then like do you feel it right there? Yeah, yeah. it's like, it's it's got to be dialed in perfect because like you said, look around on the walls and you talk about nature, everything boiling down to a decimal. Well, our training's got to boil down to a decimal. It's got to be right. It's got to mm -hmm. be perfect. It's got to be a hundred percent. These guys can't have 50% assurance on their knees, their backs, their hips, their their Achilles tendon, their ACLs. They need a hundred percent assurance in soul motion mm -hmm. that what they're going to put all their heart, all their energy into is going to work. And before it was kind of just, all right, I hope this, yeah. I hope yeah, this well, works. Well, and now well, we can know, dial in the precision. What, what you're it. saying too is, 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 um, Ricky is, is that's where the math comes in, right? Yep. Because math is, is been used to construct and, and keep everything. If you take a, a house and slant the foundation, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Take you, that thing inside. Yeah, alone, yeah, see how long it, it can stay yeah, up. That's right. like it, just, it ain't going to last. The walls right. could be beautiful. It could be the most expensive house in the world. Yeah. If that foundation's <clears> not right, it's coming crumbling down. Right. So there's gotta be precision in everything. And when you can measure, a movement that's why people don't they, they have a hard time with what we're saying is because we're using vortex math and we're using centrifugal force and mm -hmm. we're using all of these rotational and, and we're measuring it too but here's the other thing that and justin and i were talking about this last night is that he was willing to stop look see it yeah. listen to like you have to have to have that moment where you're like okay hang on let me digest this yeah not like let me see what's wrong with it let me just absorb this let me empty the cup and let's see what this can show me and that was the big thing for him is he was like dang you're right all these all these athletes yeah. they're all doing it mm -hmm. but if he doesn't want to look at or if he shuts off his brain to it he won't have that that opportunity to to take in that new information and then go ahead and forge a new path otherwise it's just kind of well i'll go back to what i what i did before you got to have an open mind yeah, one hundred percent. Well, man, Justin, I appreciate you. Yeah, no, I appreciate, I appreciate you, you being down here, and, and and thank you, man. And um, we're gonna go ahead and get uh Ross up here. They, I was gonna say the big man the coming big. up, but they all big man. Yeah, seriously, up. when they I mean, when Pierce they walked Parker. in, it was kind of like <laughs> University of Alabama. You with the Eagles now too, huh? Yep. Yeah. Tell us a little bit, man. What's going on? Tell us where you've been. How you, where everywhere where you went? Yeah. So I uh, was at. I'm from Cedar Falls, Iowa. So me and Ike were. Uh, High school teammates. Wow. Uh, yeah, he was a quarterback. Y'all want to stay tuned? That's what's funny. No. Wait, Ike was, yeah, you didn't know Ike that? Was a, no, yeah, I didn't. Ike yeah, was my quarterback. Ike dude, was how bad? How, what was going on at the quarterback position? It's amazing. Right. You should see dude, old, you know old what he photos did? of Ike, though. He, he, like, he probably ran around. He wanted to be Ricky Stan. <laughs> Ike was more going, <laughs> When he was a kid. Ike oh, yeah. will send, like, he'll show. You should see. Oh, really? we'll, we'll have to bring him out. But he's got some photos where you're like, Oh dang, dude. Ike had the heels away. He had the straight feet. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, he's put on about 120 pounds <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> but no so yeah then uh i went to alabama i uh, was there for five years and then got drafted to washington was there for the past two years and the last four weeks of this past season with uh philly so nice. be there next season perfect, perfect. nice yeah. so I, I mean go to ike i saw ike doing this last year some and then really this year and i just saw kind of like i mean it translated to him on the field you know he was balling out this year and i was like mm -hmm. Dude, and he's like, right. I could tell a huge difference. You know, he's like, even week in, week out, he's like, 
if I kind of slacked on some of his go to stuff, he could tell a difference in the game. Like, in, I mean, to me, that was just like, all right, I need to try this. And mm-hmm. you know, at the NFL level, everyone's good. So you're just trying to get an edge up. Yeah. So I, you know, naturally I'd kind of always been stiff in the hips and stuff and just kind of felt broken down. So I was like, I got to do something. I want to keep playing. So, right. And that's right. such a young, they're so young in their careers. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, like, yeah. Well, this is just perfect starting. Time, yeah. yeah. You had any injury? Any? Um, nothing major. I Good. mean, you know, Good. it was just like shoulder surgery in high school and then yeah. high ankle sprain, tightrope surgery. Um, my red shirt sophomore year in college just got rolled up on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But other than that, I mean, just tightness, you know, just getting broken down. Mm-hmm. Just, I was like, that's what I was saying. I was like, dude, I'm just got in the NFL and I'm, I'm feeling like I'm 50 years old. Like, yeah. How, how, and you get little, like, they're not enough injuries to shut her down for the season. Yeah. It's just like, dude, why does my patella tend hurt oh, on yeah. my left side? Yep. Like, what's, what is that? Yep. And then when we had him slow down, I'm like, dude, you got a front chain dominant landing on your left column. Mm-hmm. Now that may not be a real injury right now. like a shut him down injury. But what what is that in three months? Yeah, right. Four months. It's not getting better. That's what we're trying to not even let. Don't even let it happen. Right. Don't even let it get there. Let this guy be healthy so that he can go out and compete during camp. Mm -hmm. Because if you've got something that's bothering you during camp, you know. It's just like it's in your mind and you're trying to learn a new offense and you're trying to maybe switch positions or move around Mm -hmm. on the O-line to show your versatility. And if you've got some sort of pain that's in that system – it's it's gonna it's gonna affect the performance. Yep, and yeah, I mean, if you're a younger guy, you're gonna try to tough it out to yeah. prove to the coaches, and you don't want to show that you're hurting, but at by any right. means, unless you're a top and you, and dog. Hey, coach, my knee hurts. Isn't an excuse. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So you're trying to He's sit down. Soft. On a bowl yeah. out again. it's not a real thing to say. So yeah. you just shut up and you go play. Yeah, and you're trying to sit down on a bull rush or something. And it's like I can't even bend a knee, yeah. you yeah. know. And you're just like, I mean, well, that's what we talk about all the time. It just holds the performance hostage. <clears throat> The, if, as the pain increases, the performance decreases. It's got to. And so as the pain decreases, the performance increases. Yeah. So they kind of, they, they play off of each other. Um, and that's the biggest thing that we got to give back to these guys is if we get the pain out of there, if we just take it off the table, you've got your performance increase right mm-hmm. there. That's why you have the 6 to 26% by just eradicating the injury. Right. Because now these guys can go be like, oh, dude, I feel stronger. Mm-hmm. I feel, you know, we didn't do any of the old traditional stuff that you and I were raised on in the nope, weight room. Nope. But that workout was like, oh, okay. Like you even said at one point, like, dude, I feel my back. Oh, my lower like, back was tight. <laughs> the primal but, tunnel. But like, I mean, afterwards, you know, we're walking around. I was like, I feel fantastic. Like, yeah. it's not like I just, you know, squatted 500 pounds. It's and different. Walking, I can't even walk out. Remember of the those days and you have like the bump day where it was like, we're going to go for max out squats. Yeah. And you'd like, you'd be sweating walking into the facility. Uh-huh. And then you're like, oh man, I got to hit this one rep max. And then coach would give a plus four and you're like, oh dude, I got to go do this at a heavier amount in two weeks. Yep. But then you'd walk away from those lifts and you'd be like, dude, this sucks, you walk man. away from a go to workout and you're like, let's go run around. Oh, I feel right. good. Let's go. Yeah. I feel good. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. Well, and then that's what the stiffness in your back is because we're starting to internally rotate that femur, which is going to pull more length out of the back chain. Yeah. Whereas... Before, when you would do an Olympic or, or, or some kind of hip thrust, it would open, so it would shorten the back chain. And then the more you sit, you kind of feed into it a yep. little bit. You ride around in the car, and next thing you know, you're all in your front chain, and now everything's at risk. Your lower yep. back, your hip flexors, your knees, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and you start changing the way that we would design to move. So when we start pulling you out of that, like you said, it's not a bad feeling because innately, instinctively, your body wants to be in those positions. Yep. But you've built a subconscious behavior that works against that. 
So we just re- recode it, right? No doubt. Yeah. And even, I mean, just the short amount of time that I've been doing it, like knee pain's gone. I'm flexible. Like I, I can do squats as deep as I ever have. I probably feel better than since, I mean, probably junior high. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I've Olympic lifted my whole life and right. now it's like I, all the pressure's out of there. And It's been, know. what's it been, like two months since... I did your f- first assessment? Probably, Because yeah. the one we just did today was like significantly, or yeah, yesterday, the yes, one we did yeah. yesterday was significantly better. better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then the first one, when he showed up, it was crooked oh, yeah. feet, oh, yeah. front chain dominant, and left knee was barking at him, and the right, the right's got a little hardware in there, but um, it was just going to, it was going to be something next year, mm-hmm. something the year after, yep. something that just keeps building. But now you can go ahead and you can stop the bleeding. You can, you can go in the other direction. But I'm excited for these guys because when they get to camp, they get to feel what it's like to feel good and feel fresh mm-hmm. on day three, yep. day four, day five, the first day of pads. Those are the kind of the milestones, the numbers mm-hmm. that I want to yeah. check off as a coach. I yeah. want to be like, okay, it was first day of pads. How do you feel? You know what I mean? It right. was this, It's week two, Monday. Nobody's happy to go to practice. Yeah. How do you feel Everybody's today? Everybody's in the training Everybody's, room. this is when we need to know, does this work? Right. This is when we need to be <laughs> accountable as a strength coach. That's when we. That's what what you hire us for is to make sure that when it's second week of camp, I'm still going mm-hmm. because that's when the coach goes back to the meetings and like, dude, Ross, Ross is blowing people up. Yeah, <laughs> that's when it. That's when it happens. Well, then, yeah, I mean, I, that's what Ike was telling me. He's like, dude, I got to camp and he was tossing kids. I was yeah, like, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. So yeah. <laughs> let's get after it. Yeah. And and you you're gonna get it. And and I mean, you know, like we said, the, the beauty part of it is is that. We could get you down here. We could get you to see it, feel it. If you come back, you know, July for around, you know, right after the 4th of July, get yep. you another week before you go up that camp. That way we got any little extras we could dial in, mm-hmm. do a little heavier conditioning and stuff like that with you. Because it's all done in phases. As you could see, the warm-up, you go through the warm-up and some guys are, are soaking wet, yep. you know. So that tells you a lot about how we're activating the nervous system because it's a way that you've never done it before. Right. And then you feel great when it's over with. So we activate and then we train. We activate and we train, activate and train. Mm-hmm. And that's what the whole, a lot of guys' concepts are built on that, that post, uh, what they call that, activation thing or whatever. Yeah, I don't know the words. Post-potentiation, activation, whatever the fuck that means. But my whole thing is, it's like the concept behind it would really work if what they were doing to warm it up worked. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you warm up the front chain and you got to mm-hmm. go be back chain dominant, it, it just don't go together, mm-hmm. yep. you know. Um, one one of the things I wanted to ask you, because we get a lot of LSU kids here and all of that stuff, but having the chance to have played at the University of Alabama ha- had to be a – did you win a national championship while you was two, there? Two, yeah. Two of them. Yeah, you're always going to get yeah, like, yeah. at least one. Yeah, I st- yeah. Started, <laughs> yeah. started in four of them and won two of them. So. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. That's uh, what's up. It was pretty man. special. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So after the, after the third one, was it like you, you can't expect nothing but – to go to national yeah i mean that's kind of the the standard that they'd said it's if we don't win it then it's a bust, so bust when you guys season. when you guys show up and it's like day one of camp like saban's like we have a goal there's obviously a singular goal here yeah it's go win the go in the championship yeah he seems like an awesome coach oh, to yeah. play for he's legit i mean obviously i mean yeah, yeah he's he's, yeah. All, he's all business um 
he's tough to play for. You know, don't yeah. get me wrong. You're going to have to earn everything. But that's what he says during recruiting, and that's what kind of won me over. He's like, you know, we, we want you, but we don't need you. Like, we're going to play and have that. success yeah. on the field without <laughs> right. you. But we think you're a good player, and you would help our program. Yeah. So use our program, you know, to help you out as well in your right. life. So it's like it's not a, you know, four-year decision. It's a 30-year decision. Yep. So mm-hmm. that was kind of – the selling point that he made to me. But, I'm uh, imagining you were recruited by Iowa too. Huh? Oh yeah. yeah, I was yeah I was committed there for a little bit. So. Oh, are you? That was my childhood dream growing up. So um, until Saban went knocked on the door, yeah, I went down to visit. <laughs> like, and then you right. saw them the national championships. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, it was, maybe yeah. I'll check that out. It was one of those like go big or go home. I didn't want to look hey. back. And well, here's the here's a question though, because you know the recruiting process it's it's wild. Yeah, it's it's more wild now than it than it probably ha- ever has. Sure, yeah. Um, what would you say? to an athlete looking back on your situation when you went through your recruiting, is there anything you would have changed or would you have said, Hey, take your time, like wait it out, try, find a, you know, the people around you that you trust the most to, to bounce ideas off. Yeah. Take your time. And then also don't follow a coach. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a lot of guys yeah, just build point. such re- good relationships with just coaches or position coaches. I mean, I had, you know, I, I had two position coaches when I was there at, mm-hmm. as far as offensive line wise, but offensive coordinators, I think we had one, a new one every year. It seemed yeah. like I went through like four. So right. it's just like, you know, I, I trusted Saban and it was, it was his consistency that he had. It was his program and it was going right. to be ran the same exact way, regardless of who's Who there. Came in, yeah. So that was the thing, you know, I mean, head coaches, I, I would trust a head coach, but as far as yeah. position coach or OC, like those guys are bouncing around all the time. Yeah. So I'd say that. Take your time. I mean, I got offers after I committed to Iowa. Yeah. From, you know, like Alabama and right. some other bigger schools. So that was kind of my deal was I didn't have those offers until At later first. on. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I ended up switching. But, um, yeah, take your time and just go with your gut and kind of uh, go big or go home. Why not? You only do it once. So, yep. Yeah, that's I right. Mean, don't look back and have any regrets. Now, yeah. now, one of the big things that I always talk to my athletes about is academics. Like, how, what kind of student were you? Um, so marketing student, uh, graduated in three years and I got but my master's high school Great Oh, GPA, um, like three, five. Yeah. Well, what you I'm know, saying like is A's is, and B's, maybe, yeah, 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 maybe yeah. one yeah. C in there, like a semester, like <laughs> yeah. maybe C plus got the job done. Like, <laughs> but, well, what I'm saying is, is when your grades and your academics are right, you can enjoy the recruiting process. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. we get a lot of kids down here that. And, and kids that we deal with in general, and I know it happens everywhere, but, you know, they don't have the ACT scores. They run around chasing the seven-on-seven seven stuff, and they're they not in the position to even go to the schools mm-hmm. yeah. that's recruiting them. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, one of the worst things, and I don't remember who it was was saying, was the worst thing in life is to be presented an opportunity and you can't take it. Right. You, you know, and, and, and you take – I mean, now Nick Saban comes knocking at your door and offers you a scholarship – and it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. I got a 2.2. Yeah, don't let that be the limiting don't let that factor be, yeah. no, that to was, what yeah. could set you up for life. Yeah, that was never the the issue unless I, I did go out to Stanford and they were like, well, you got to take all these AP courses <laughs> and maybe retake the ACT. I was like, oh. Maybe I'll just go to Bama. Yeah, I'll go to Alabama. <laughs> what was the ACT score? I got a 21. Oh, so I, I needed so an 18 good. to qualify and yeah. I didn't study yeah. too hard because I was like, I can probably get 18. So I yeah. took it once and just called it good. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's all you had to do. Yeah. So I got it done. But uh, no, that was it. So yeah. Cool, man. We appreciate you being here and, uh, uh, you know. It's always great when somebody on your level buys into the program. Absolutely. You know, so. No, I'm excited to be here, and thank you guys. So I'm fired up. I'm feeling cool. good after that. Yeah, man, we got two more morning. days. I know. I'm going to tear your chest up tomorrow. <laughs> there's, I'll tell you what. There's, there's something to be said about 
how cerebral the O-line is. They don't get enough credit. Like, yeah. these dudes are smart. <laughs> like, you don't understand how much tape these cats have to watch. So when we sat each one of them down and did the assessment, he had already seen it. But to have that done in person, they're like, yep, mm-hmm. yeah. that's, what, that's it right yeah. there. And then they make the adjustments quick. Like, Ross learned fast. And he had the benefit of having Ike with him oh, yeah. right. to help. In, uh, what, for two weeks, I was like, dang, Ross, that looks a lot better. Mm-hmm. Like, you're moving in the right direction. Because these guys... They trust their instincts. They, they they trust the see feel portion of it. Everybody's spoken to that a little bit about man, it's right there in front of you on tape. Yeah. And I don't know if there's a position group outside of quarterbacks, those two groups that they're watching a lot of tape. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe the safeties are another group because they got to be the, the QBs or the middle linebackers. But the O line is a very cerebral group that you they understand the see feel. They understand working in unison in a group. Um, and it's cool to see these guys see it in slow motion and. If anything, they should be the first group by some standards that would be like, well, no, I'm not doing this. I got to yeah. I gotta do deadlifts in this and that. But once you guys ask the questions and we explain everything to you, like, hey, the sled push is your new deadlift. Mm-hmm. The landmine is your new back squat, yep. right? The iso band presses are your new Olympic. Like, there's okay. things there that that session you guys just went through, that you imagine that at Alabama or Iowa, like, <laughs> yeah. and you have you have access to that yep. every single day. You think of how many training sessions we all did, right? And how many inputs we're probably feeding the poor behavior that mm-hmm. we've been showing. Yep. If we can just feed good behavior on a session like that, I mean, you string three weeks of that together and then go play a season. It's like, okay, this makes sense. But it doesn't happen unless these guys buy in. And, and yeah. a guy like Ross was. Moving, I never mean, had to. Exp- I didn't have to fight him. <laughs> no. Moving better in, in different ways than I ever have. So yeah. in just a short amount of time, you know, and just like you said, having Ike there too, just to correct me, and because mm-hmm. I was locked up. I mean, my ankles yeah. and knees yeah. were everything. Hips, yeah, it was well, all, that's all that's the, the funny thing too is like uh, Nathaniel Evans. So he's with the Jaguars, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Yeah, I'm on sideline at the practice. Everybody's doing these stretches, and I'm in child rock. Yeah, and I'm cornering and stuff, and the coaches are walking by, like looking at me, like." All right, whatever, right. whatever you doing, or and, whatever. and it's right there. Yeah. Like that's the truth. Like yeah. right there yeah. in front of them, right and in the middle of all of them. And they're like, "Oh, look at this guy! What yeah. a weirdo!" Rocking. Yeah. It's like, oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, they go home to their kids, and their kids will be rocking. They're not even seeing the connection that's right. yep. playing out. Right. Yeah. So that's funny. Well, cool, man. Thank you, Ross. And yep. Thank like you, guys. I appreciate you being here. Yeah. No doubt. All right. Appreciate you guys. Well, look, man, we got Trey Adams up next. Big Trey, well, did your college ball at Washington, huh? Now you're with Buffalo. Yep. yep. So, uh, man, we, we appreciate you being here and all. What, well, tell us a little bit about your journey. And I know you're over there with Ike, so you see the, what, what it did for him. Yeah. Um, so I went to the University of Washington, obviously, and played five years there and um, had a great time. And uh, we had some good teams and whatnot, but uh, I did come across some injuries. I tore my ACL. I had a uh microdisectomy in my back which you know really changed my trajectory in my football career um you know I was slated to be top pick whatever that means to anyone but it was like it really shocked me and it like took me out of the world of being just good all the time and like I had to live without football and live without you know being able to walk see see this is and I'm I'm gonna stop you for a second because this is why we do what we do. It's why Gilly created the program. It's why I gave up everything that I was doing before to move forward with a different option for my athlete is because the mental part of it, 
See that see and and I'm not talking on the strength coaches and stuff like that, but the strength coach ain't going home with you and your parents whenever you tear your ACL. They not now. The thing is, is and and I guess maybe because of my journey through life is I've I've always tried to put myself in someone else's shoes, where um, your parents, you, whoever it may be that was a part of that goes down that road with you. Absolutely. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and they got to go through the through that anxiety and watch their child go through that. And that was a big reason why GOAT is where it's at today. Yeah. You know, because, one, Gilly didn't have to put the money into it. He did it because he, he wanted to change the, the yeah. world. And I can tell you right now, people may think it's crazy, but we're changing the industry. Absolutely. A hundred percent. When I came here and when I started this, it literally made too much sense to not try it. Yeah. That's kind of how, how I put it. Um, and I was open to anything. Yeah. You know, I've had pain for years. I've had stuff that's nagged me. And, you know, since doing this and since kind of changing my mindset about it, and I've only been doing it two, three weeks, but, I mean, it, you can feel a difference. And it's uh, it's special, and it's totally different than your normal training, um, per se, but it, you're getting the work in, and it's, yeah. it feels damn good. But yeah. it's – it's uh, yeah, so with, it's, with it's my good injuries, back it's to feed. Good. Yeah, it's good to feed that 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 drive that you had once that it took away from you. It's almost like you start getting your, your mojo back a little Get bit. Get your swagger back, hundred percent. Now, now you you know it's 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 a. <clears throat> I mean, that a, was the theme you heard every one of these guys stand up here and say, and I can echo it too, even at a different position. As the pain starts to increase, the injury starts to increase. You see how you kind of you shell back. You get a yeah. little less confidence. You don't have that same swagger. You can't cross those lines and say, I don't care who's in front of me. They're going to lose. But you lose that when you get hurt. Absolutely. When you've got a, when, when, when the knee goes, now you're thinking, is the knee going to go again? No, that's all you think about when you get hurt. Especially <laughs> yeah. when I came back, all I thought about was not hurting my knee. Or is, does this plant hurt? Does this yeah. hurt? And it's yeah. like. Then you got Cam Jordan or somebody standing in front <laughs> yeah, of you. Yeah, and when you want to like, play at your top oh, ability, oh, oh, oh. You, you don't want to worry about your you knees. Can't. Yeah. You don't want to worry about, you know, am I plant right? But, like, um, with this, you know, it kind of does it without that. And, you know, there's a lot of other stuff that I did in college, whether it's strength coaches or anything else, that was good. But mm -hmm. in the time at that time, I thought it was good. Mm -hmm. or I thought it was the end-all, be-all. But there are more ways to, you know, propel your body and get better performance out of just doing movements and doing all this stuff. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's exciting, man. Yeah. So how was, um, I mean, your first injury at Washington and then you must've been heavily recruited out of high school, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was from a small town in Washington state called Wenatchee. You know, we are a big high school, but I was just the biggest kid, you know, and I yeah. was always pretty athletic. He's 6'8", by the way. still the biggest six, kid. 6'8"? Yeah, just six, like, yeah, six, eight. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I, I stood out from Nobody everybody. Caught up. I stood out from everybody, and there was, you know, I kind of knew I was going to play something in college, whether basketball, baseball, football. I chose football. My dad played basketball and baseball in college. So it was kind of like I was destined to be an athlete, um, and I – got that chance and I'm happy I did that. And it's been amazing for me, just yeah. the journey and the people I've met and the things I've done has been awesome. But you know, it all, what I've learned through the NFL is your business is your body. Yes. Mm. And you mm. can't do anything if you're not mm -hmm. durable, if you aren't fast, if you're and you know, it's, that's if you're common, not available. That's common sense, yeah. but it really yeah. hits you hard when you get there <clears> because you know, 
they're going to hit you hard when you're injured because yeah. you're like, oh yeah, I see what they mean. Like <clears throat> they, they've got other guys they can bring in here. Totally. There's yeah. a lot of people waiting on the, on the, on the short list as they right. would call it to, right. to call and, up and get a workout. Power five is, is next man up. You, you know, <laughs> yeah. they, 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 as soon that, as yeah. just, you could, you could go in as a freshman and start. And if they got somebody they could bring in that they think's better than you, you will find the bench. Yeah. Quick. But yeah. you're still on the team in the NFL. You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> so like right. when you sign a scholarship, you're like, oh, I'm gonna be here for five years right. regardless. But you know, in the NFL, it's like, all right, you're not performing. You're not doing something not for long. Right? See you later, buddy. And it's kind of like that. And it's but they've got a short window. Yeah. Like I think the average expectancy is three years. Absolutely. It yeah. might be going down. See, see the, the mentality. <laughs> but that's the reality. The, of the it. mentality is almost backwards because now you're in a position where you're like, man, I'm just trying to protect myself. I want to make sure I don't get injured so I can play in this league for 10 or 12 years. And, and, and you could you could be a backup. You could be a starter. You could be a pro bowler. You're still going to change. You know, you, you're going to be set up for life. Right. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Ricky, you was there for a few years. You probably don't have to work. Yeah. I was Well, being there for a few years and being able to hang on for a little bit gave me the freedom when I left to be able to explore this a little bit more. Whatever this was for yeah, me yeah, yeah. was really just me – looking at movement being like, what is it? And then once I talk to you guys, I'm like, Oh, they, they figured it yeah. out. But you know, if you can stay in there, man, you can set not only yourself up, but you can set up the next generation. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, I know that is what's in front, but it's also, I look at it two sides you know, it's not everything to me. I'm, I'm a yeah. football player, but I'm, I do so much other cool stuff that, you know, really feeds into my soul and I'm yeah. able to, tap into that whenever I'm not playing football, which I like because, you know, football has set up these chances. What are some of the, what are some of the hobbies? Yeah. Yeah. What else? I love to be outside. Yeah. Um, I live in, you know, central Washington. We got mountains, fields, everything. So I love to be outside hunting. I just got a new dog. So like hanging out with him and it's just, it's really is God's country. And it's Mm -hmm. something that, you know, I can always say I'm from that area and be able to go back there and have that, peace of mind but i mean yeah sports is definitely a huge part of my life but it's not everything to me. it's yeah. not everything but you it, need it you need to talk to gilly and josh and them and, and and coach nola and they got the little go to hiking thing yeah oh they yeah do. you guys gotta get out to washington dude we, yeah. went, we actually I, went i don't know where they went but when we was up there yeah we, we, we was at pool in oregon they got a gym up there so when you're home yeah if you're looking for somewhere to train, if you're not too far from new that. athlete, right? New athlete, yeah. yep. <clears throat> you could go and work at new athlete and all, and they, and they work in the GOTA principles yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, so. and the last, like the other thing I'd say about the GOTA is just like you guys speak about after football. Yeah, and like you see so many guys that come and are done with football, and they're like, yeah. you know, and it's like, <laughs> dude, you don't look good. Your yeah. fingers like that, but I mean, like. To be able to kind of set yourself up physically for after football is it's huge. It's huge. Well, think too. about what you just said, hunting yeah, and being able to go like, out and walk around with the dog and get out into that, the woods. That stuff, stuff really excites it. me. Yeah, and like yeah. It gets me going. Football excites me. It's, it's what I temporary. do right now. It's temporary. Yeah. Yeah. You got to know it's temporary. And like when, but you, it could create a permanent lifestyle. Absolutely. Like yep. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you the ability to go have fun and whatever else. You right. Want. But like, and if you're broken down, if yeah. if, if the knees go. And now it's like, I can't walk 20 miles right. to go hunt and do that. So now the thing that I wanted to do in this post football life, this second career, if you will, this, re- this retirement life, I can't even do that Yeah, because I sacrificed everything when in reality you can have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, Because if we use a slow motion video, like we did when we slowed you down, you're able to now 
see it. The one frame that we're missing, that little bit of like we were showing you yesterday with the heel. See that little angle difference? Yeah. All right, let's go get that. Yep. Let's go get that math back because that's not only going to help you secure the bag on the field, but that lets you do that 20-mile hike yeah. when you're 50. And like even doing this down here, like I'm going to head back home and show you know my dad and oh, my, yeah. my mom this because like everyone I know has a little back pain, a little yeah. hip pain. It's like I can now look at that and be like, Oh, he's front chain dominant. <laughs> yeah, right. You're gonna start assessing him. Yeah, you'll be doing it. It is cool because, like, now even yesterday we're driving down the road and it's like, "Hey, Gil, that guy front chain dominant. <laughs> that guy inside ankle bone high." He's like, "No, no." And it's, yeah. it's like crazy to see the Western, you know, yes, how it has influenced the chair city and all yes. that. And it is, it's real. It's real. It's, it's very, very real. Very real. It's that's a big challenge to get people to see is that um, the old. Uh, you know, what they would say is that it's all genetics, right? Just the, the environment doesn't do much. It's, it's how you are when you're born. It is what it is. And then that, that's narrative, that narrative has been changing to like, wait, the environment's going to, it's going to change us. Right. And now it's like, oh, it's up to date, real time, just always getting coded yeah. either good or bad. Yeah. So that's why like, when I've been talking to you guys early on in the recode process, the first thing I try to do with these guys is to be a lifestyle coach. Like, hey, Trey, the way you're walking, we're going to change that. Mm -hmm. So that every single step today is a go to step. Hey, how do you rest at home? What's your favorite resting postures? Okay, well, here's the new options that I want you to float around with. And then here's your low hanging fruit right now that needs to be fixed so that you can go about your business of playing yeah, football. It's like you're training when you're not training. You're training when you're not training. It's a lifestyle approach. Absolutely. It, yeah. it plays into everything. And, and that's the part that people have to realize is that you're coding Woda or Goda throughout the day. If you're, mm -hmm. if you're resting inside ankle bone low, you're telling your body, that's how I want to move because movement and rest are flip sides of the same coin. If you do a session, but then you go back to that, the old sloppy walk, then that's going to be coding against what you just did. So if you set yourself up, not only in the weight room, that's what maybe as, as uh, Gilly would say, that's a 10%. Dude, the 90% is the lifestyle. It's the walking and the resting. Right. You get the 90% and how you hang out throughout the day with the 10%, then it's really, it's, it's, it becomes very fun yeah. because the level ups you're feeling just now from the first two days, just wait four, five, six weeks from now. Right. And it's just going to just keep going and keep yeah. going. It's exciting, man. Cool, man. Well, look, Trey, we appreciate you being here, man. And we, we're glad you're a part of the program now and we keep dialing it in. Try to get you back down here as much Absolutely. as possible. Yeah, no, you know? it's cool. We're going to get some good food tonight, too. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. We're going to eat crawfish at my house tonight. So we got about 80 pounds coming. Let's go. We'll go get it. Let's in. go. <laughs> we we'll have to run back out for another 80 pounds. Hey, look, dude, that's all we got to do is just have crawfish with them. We get the whole NFL down. Just seriously. Yeah. It's Come on down like, to eat. Oh, you yeah. You've been in New Orleans? We got crawfish. Stand on these chucks while you eat. Okay, dude, I just drop in. That's, sure. that's the new thing. Like, I'll talk to a couple of people and they're like, yeah, I'm looking at. Uh, Apex, so I'm looking at Exos, and I'm like, we got crawfish. <laughs> we got crawfish. <laughs> crawfish and beignets. <laughs> That's it. I should have been using that as my damn selling point. Though. Yeah, seriously. Get some linemen down here with some food. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, That's yeah, how we yeah, really yeah. got y'all in here. Well, hey, listen. Check out know, the food. Y'all signed 50, 60 million dollar contracts now, too, so uh, <laughs> everybody everybody needs gold, or even the kickers. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, well, cool, man. We appreciate you being here, and uh, we'll just keep getting this work in. Yep. Thank you for having me. Yep, no doubt. This is Coach Gary with Recoded the Podcast. Um, got my guy Adam Snyder on the show up next. Uh, we're we're going to talk to him a little bit. He, he 
went to college at Oregon, and uh, he's he's doing some training now out in Chandler, Arizona. That's right, right? Chandler, Chandler, Arizona. Yeah. Uh, so, Adam, man, introduce yourself and, and let us let us give us a little career path. You know, All what right? I'm yeah, Adam Snyder uh, played at University of Oregon from 2000 to 2004. Uh, kind of the turn of the program. Uh, they weren't who we know Oregon is now. They weren't that when I went to college. So that was a uh, great experience to watch. They, they didn't watch have the program. Nike money, right? <laughs> oh, we Not still like, had the Nike uh, money. <laughs> <laughs> we just weren't winning games. Uh, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. But it was cool to see that process of a, of a uh, college change. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. a culture shift. Culture shift, yep. right? And then we had a couple mm-hmm. really good years and then ended up getting drafted by the San Francisco 49ers in 2005. Uh, did seven years there. Uh, went through four head coaches, seven different offensive coordinators. <sighs> Uh, brutal couple of first years. Um, Always fun learning a new offense. But you know, we what, what happened was they Scott McLuhan drafted a core group of guys, and it was Alex Smith, Frank Gore, David Boss, myself, uh, a handful of other dudes that just were, were able to withstand those changes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was there for seven. Became a free agent after 2011 season. Went to Arizona, played for the Cardinals. Um, Got caught up in the wash there. You know how when coaches change, they, yeah, they yeah, got yeah. rid of everybody. Yeah, I was one of clean them. Clean the house. I was one of them. Yep. Um, back to San Francisco in 2013, and then finished my career with the Giants in New York. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I, I got a question. It, it, um, you, you know, Impressive. you're talking about the the new coaches coming in and stuff like that because when we get a, a new guy coming in, like uh, we, you know, we got all these linemen in this week and. I, I try to always keep myself as their trainer as consistent as possible with aggression problem. You, you know what I'm saying? Right, and and right. Keep, keep try to keep a chest, even though these these dudes have just picked me up and slammed me into the ground <laughs> if they want. Yeah. What, how how is that? Because I know you probably had some coaches that came in there and tried to dominate the room, and then you might have had some guys that were too passive. Yeah, no you, doubt. Uh, you know that's that's a tough thing to deal with. Um, you're trying to figure out who they are as coaches. They're trying to figure out who you are as players. And so I think you have to have a little bit of give on each side. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are definitely coaches I had throughout my experience that were tougher to play for. Uh, head coach, coordinators, O-line room. Um, so, I mean, you, you know, you just learn. The longer you play, the more you learn how to adapt to those kind of situations. Like, sometimes they take coaching in one ear and out the other because the way he was explaining it or the, the, the tone of the conversation mm-hmm. I didn't like. <laughs> right. And right. so I'm going to go and, you know, do what I know how to do. Right. And, you just kind of figure out those relationships. You know what I mean? By year six, seven, you're feeling pretty strong about what you know yeah. in the league. And yep. so there's a new coach comes in and they maybe have a whole I, new you know, and I think at that point you. as well too, you know, you're a professional. Right. And so you show up and do your job and you're consistent. They're not going to mess with you too much. Mm-hmm. And you'll see them do some things with younger guys and stuff like that, that they don't do as much with older guys. And so you're right. As the, the career kind of keeps going and you play longer and longer, yeah. You just learn how to adapt. They would always say, I'm going to treat you fair, but I'm not going to treat you all the same. Yeah, that's exactly there's obviously, right. That's exactly right. There's a difference between a rookie and then a 10-year Yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. right. Yep. So so you in, you in Arizona and you're training now. You, you're doing training, right? You, you Offensive actually, line training. Yeah, okay. that's my uh, and then specialty. Yeah. You, Nat comes down here. She gets certified in the system. And um, you you starting to see these little different nuances and things like that that's saying, wait yeah. a minute. yep. What, what's what's going on? Then Ricky does your eval today, and um, Ricky could speak on that, but he's going to say the same thing. Just put it front. <laughs> yeah. Of no suppleness. Right. It's everybody. Right? It's all of yeah. us players. Yeah. All of us former players. Look yeah. Like that. And then, then, so now you get to come down here and experience it live. So I mean, how, how's how's that experience it, been? It has been uh, incredible experience, eye opening. Um, when 
it, it's hard almost uh, hard to explain t- to somebody when you see it and yeah, you, we you know. see the coaches right <laughs> yeah. but when you see you guys work welcome to the market yeah. <laughs> but i'm telling you when you see it live and yeah. you hear it and you you see it applied to the workouts yeah you see it applied on film you watch yourself you do these movements and you can start explaining and picking things apart and it makes sense something's going on right and if you take ike just watching him work the way he works the kid is going to be an animal yeah. and he has something no one has yet he, he's he's a step two three steps ahead of the game and it's all of these guys that are coming here and doing this mm-hmm. are unlocking something that is going to it's going to be big. Yeah, it's, it's going to be real big. It's, it's been dormant. Pro Bowl it's been potential. Yeah. yeah. No pro question, Bowl man. potential. No yeah, question. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, you know, and then the narrative is always, and Gilly, you know, when, when we sat down and, and we talked, and then Gilly was like, whether it's an NFL player you're training, a MLB guy or a T-ball kid, I want the narrative to always be, I want that kid to be able to play with his kids. Whenever he gets yeah. older, you, you know, and, yeah. and and that's one of the big things that we've always kept in front of us was is no matter who the the athlete was or whatever, the, the goal is the same. You, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's not yep. it don't it's not the goal. And I said Pro Bowl. I made the joke about it, but that's not the goal for Ike. Ike's got two beautiful, well, a beautiful baby, a beautiful wife. He's got a kid on the way. We want Ike to experience his grandkids in a pain free environment. And you can't argue that. Yeah, you can't argue. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. well, guess what? It's it done every day. You'd be surprised. People come to our page right. and they like, and then it's a guy with a blown out knee. You, yep. you know what I'm saying? Unbelievable. Well, the interesting thing for the athletes and why why these old linemen get it is because as an as an athlete, you grow up in the C feel world. It's C feel. You go into the film room. You watch what you need to be doing. Then you go to the practice field. Right. You feel it out. Then you go right back into the fil- yeah. film room and you see it again. Then before you go to bed, you watch it one more time. Then you wake up and you repeat. Exactly. So when we show this process, that was why I, I gravitated towards it immediately. It's like, Yo, you know, watch slow motion video. I'm like, great. Been doing that yeah, for a few years. Exactly. Right. So when you get these big cats in here and the O-line, dude, it's a, it's a community and they have to communicate. That's a team of mm-hmm. five men and then the quarterback sits behind it and it's just constant communication so these guys are they're very open-minded which you've noticed all week and they're they're cerebral they're taking in new information and they're trusting their eyes right they're trusting their eyes they're trusting the kinesthetic intelligence and then once you're here live and you get to see it all unfold it's like yeah. okay it's no-brainer well the one thing too i think i talked about it a little bit earlier um i always wanted to continue to learn whether mm-hmm. i was a nine or 10 year guy, there was something I could get from a fifth year kid or a Mm -hmm. a fourth year dude or or a rookie because they had different coaches. They had different techniques. They have different philosophies about Mm -hmm. a play offensive line. And so I never, ever wanted to stop learning. And that's exactly why I took this opportunity was to come and listen and learn Mm -hmm. and try to apply it in my, in my everyday life, how I train the offensive line kids now. And, um, you know, again, that's just, it's, it's the open-mindedness of an offensive yeah. lineman. You just, you want to continue to learn. You're never yeah. going to be perfect ever. Yeah. You're chasing it. You're chasing perfection. Yeah. It's never going to be perfect. You can break something down in your technique every oh, yeah. single snap. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. And See, so, and the beauty of it is, is that we, we trying to, we know that it's not going to necessarily happen overnight, that it's going to be a cultural change and those things, those dynamics just don't shift. So when, when you get somebody like yourself that could come in, see it, understand it, come get certified, learn it, and then go back and apply it. 
everybody that comes behind you, you get to break that cycle. Yep. You, you know, that that's where it's, it's, it's more of, you got to take and remove the sport aspect and put it into how do we break and change anything that's a cycle in life, whether it be alcoholism, drugs, because, because listen, this shit right here leads to a lot of those things. I mean, how many guys that's you right. played with that got hooked on pills or got, you, mm, you know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. And, and they, they, but the thing is, is they are entrusting the people that's giving it to them when they could really be taking accountability over themselves. No question. You, you, no you know? question. Yep. I know Ricky talks all the time about guys from college and stuff that just are having a hard time now. We talked about that during the, the eval because, you know, you'll hear about ACL and Achilles shreds on Sunday because it's big names. Yep. And it's it's people that you know and it affects, you know, fans football affects a lot of things that are that fans are watching. But how many guys in college that are sitting two, three on the depth chart, they never even got to touch the field because of an ACL or an Achilles or in a bad a bad back. And that's happening across all of college sports. And so there's a lot of broken bodies. And I know my own friends and each athlete here that's part of the, the buy-in is that they're thinking about their own injuries, but then they're remembering their, their best buddies mm-hmm. that they grew up with or that they played ball with and that they lived in the dorms with. They got a bad back. They're on their sixth knee surgery. Yeah. They tore two ACLs. They, and so it's like, you're once you see Gota and you start to feel it, then you have this process where you go back through your own life. Yeah. And you remember your own injuries. You remember your friends, yeah. family, everybody you played with. And so it constantly confirms it because you've been looking at Woda and Gota your whole life. Right. You just didn't know it and didn't, didn't have a lens it. for it or a way to explain it. Well, you can have all the talent in the world and injuries yeah. can ruin your yeah. career path. You know, I play with guys all the time that I'm like, this dude is just an unbelievable athlete, but could not stay healthy. Yeah. Couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it has nothing to do with athletic. I mean, it don't have nothing to do with talent because it could destroy athleticism, right? You, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But yeah. the the talent level, like that's like when you, you know, I, I did a post one time about Allison Felix, and 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 I said, well, if she just could get an eyeball over and her head over foot, she'd have pulled one of them arms in, both arms in, she'd have got a little bit more balanced. And I don't know, it might have shaped point zero one or something because she was a super freak athlete. You, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. And somebody, you can't say that about her. I'm like, well, ain't we trying to just get better all the time? Yeah. You, you, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? And, Right. Isn't that the whole point of this? But it don't have it don't mean that I'm not saying that she's not talented. We're not saying LeBron's not talented. You know, we're not saying Grant Delpit's not talented. They super talented. We're fighting for them when we're saying mm. you're training them wrong because right. we want those kids or, or those or those athletes to live out their dreams. They've been doing this stuff their whole life. Yep. And then it gets taken away from them because of a knee surgery. That's right. Yeah. You, exactly. You, you right. know? Yeah. So but um no, I I'm 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 Excited that you came down, and, and I'm, I'm glad Nat brought you down and introduced you, and, um, you, you know, we appreciate you coming out. Yeah, and, thank and you for having me, man. It was a very eye-opening experience. Uh, I'm excited to go forward and, and you know, see how it how it the snowball mm-hmm. rolls and see how I can help these high school kids. That was the whole thing that I started with anyway was I was blessed and fortunate to be in this situation and play a long time and, mm-hmm. and get all of this knowledge. When I was a kid, I never saw a pro athlete. I never saw even a college athlete. Right. So now that I'm in that position, I want to be able to give back and help these kids live out their dreams. If, yeah. if The football window closes very quickly. Very quick. And if I can help these kids just have the best four years of their high school experience playing football, right. then I did something. I'm trying to teach them how to be men, trying to teach them how to be a better athlete. Try to teach them how to raise kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, be fathers, yeah. husbands, yeah, all that. So stuff. anyway, just thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is awesome. I yeah. appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's been a appreciate blast. Appreciate you. Yep. Um, I am. See that? All right. Uh, next, we got my guy Lee Smith, the 
Just signed a fresh off a new contract with Atlanta. A 10-year deal? No, <laughs> just a year. Year to year, my friend. <laughs> Unless you get me feeling a little better, I might change my mind. Yeah. Uh, we, I don't want your plan. wife to kill you. Yeah, yeah. She. Uh, if she lives with you, I don't want her coming after me. <laughs> no question. Hey, no question. Everybody yeah. thinks I'm the tough one. She's got that. She takes the cake on that one. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit where you started at in uh, college and, and worked your way through the pros and all. Yeah, man. I uh, started out at Tennessee. Um, out of high school, my dad played at Tennessee. I grew up in Knoxville, been there my whole life. Um, and I was wild as hell, didn't know how to act. Uh, my dad struggled a lot after football was over. So I uh, didn't have a great mentor around me. My grandfather was awesome, but I wouldn't listen to anything he said. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got kicked out of Tennessee pretty quick. Ended up playing my college football at Marshall. So uh, I was there all five years. Had to redshirt because I was ineligible when I transferred from the – stuff I'd gotten into when I was at Tennessee. So anyways, that, that first year at Marshall was rough too. So I said, man, hell with this. I'm going to marry my pretty bride. She's the only person in the world I don't want to let down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very comfortable letting myself down. That was apparent. Yeah. So I said, uh, let me marry this girl. She makes me better. And she trained my ass up and gave me a bunch of kids to, to uh, also not want to let down. And man, I never looked back. And uh, college, college was great. I stayed healthy. I was, I was fortunate. Um, to stay healthy my whole college career, just little knickknack stuff. And I uh, got drafted in the fifth round by the Patriots. They ended up cutting me into camp. Uh, they had two pretty good tight ends when they drafted me. Uh, yeah. Gronk and Aaron were, were playing really good ball there. There was their second year. So they released me. I didn't make the roster. Went to Buffalo. Uh, played my whole first contract out in Buffalo, four years. Then I left in free agency, went to Oakland. Signed again in free agency in Oakland. Uh, then, then Gruden and those boys released me after my first year of my second deal in Oakland. So I got to hit the free agent market again, which is always fun. Being a free agent's fun. You get to find out what all the other pretty <laughs> girls at the dance think about you, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Do all the rest of y'all think I need to have my ass fired or the rest of y'all want to give me a job, you know? Right. So, uh, so it's always good to be a free agent. You, you can't complain about being underpaid if you go to free agency. Uh, you kind of get to know your worth and figure out what the rest of the league thinks about you, which is cool. So I ended up going back to Buffalo which I knew was going to be a great place for my family. Like I said, I got a 13-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a 7-year-old. So uh, it's always been this latter part of my career. It's been more about my family than than the money or or, Mm -hmm. or the team or anything like that. So went back to Buffalo. I knew my family would love it. And then this Atlanta thing's the same way. So now I am in got traded to Atlanta the last year of my contract uh, in Buffalo. So this is my 11th season. Uh, The final year of my deal here, Atlanta's just kind of picking up. And – Worked out great. It's a situation that I'm fired up about to be back in the South where I was born and raised, where my wife was born and raised. You know, my, my kids, they've been in California and New York. And yeah, they bounced around. Yeah, man, they, they're a lot more worldly than, than my ass was <laughs> at their age. Yeah. They, you know, they've been a, they understand America is a little bigger than a little bubble in East Tennessee, right? They could be around a lot of different people, a lot of different viewpoints. Cultures. But, but we're yeah. Southern people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Southern culture is, is the way we live and kind of the way we roll. So they're fired up. I had to beg them all, you know, including my wife, to play one more year. So, um, so they're all in. We're excited, and uh, we're going to Atlanta to be a Falcon. You know, yeah. Most likely, it'll probably be my last year. Uh, but, but like I said, I've I've gotten used to being in pain for a long time. I love the game of football. Uh, I love the competition. I, I love everything about it. So uh, I still got a little left in the tank, but I, but uh, my kids are getting older. My my pretty bride is is tired of watching me, you know, 
waddle to the to the bathroom <laughs> to take a piss in the morning. Yeah, right. that's what we're gonna right. take care of. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I mean, and and that's probably what it is, right? Is is if the body feels good, it, it could change the the whole thought process on or how much more can I play or how much yeah. more what, what I want to play? Because I mean, somebody that's been doing it for as long as you is in love with it. Yeah. No question. No, there's no doubt about it. I love. No, I love everything. I love the prep. I love trying to figure out how to win. Winning, I don't care who you are winning. So if you don't like winning. Yeah, yeah. what are you doing? I, I ain't trying to spend much time with you. you yeah, know? right. Uh, right, right, right. I love the elite aspect of it. I love, you know, being around the best of the best. So, so yeah, man. I mean, I love the game of football. I was born my dad's rookie year in the NFL. He's been dead mm-hmm. a long time. But, uh, but since the day I was born, no kidding, I've been in this league. Right. So, uh, now I got gray hair shooting out of my head and a teenage son, and I'm still playing. It's crazy. So it's humbling. It's awesome. But yeah, man, listen, I'm here because I want to feel better. Yeah. Right. And I've watched Ike the last year and he's walking around pigeon toed, looking all weird and shit. And (laughs) he's, he's never doing the workouts the the rest of the line they're doing. And he's, you know, kind of, and I'm like, dang, man, he's healthy. He's happy. He's, he's, you know, he's moving good. He's, he's getting better. Playing good. Yeah. Yeah, Like, well, what's this guy's story? So, you know, we were sitting down at lunch one day, and, you know, I'm the elder statesman of the team. I'm supposed to be the one giving all the advice. And I'm like, hey, young fella, by the way, what in the hell are you doing off the field? Yeah. Because I, I, I like it. And, you know, eight years from now when he's in my shoes, I don't care what he's doing. It's, it's That's a grind. Yeah, yeah, so there's yeah. There's going to be no little doubt. nicks and bangs and bruises. But just in general, I was super intrigued. And he, you know, started explaining the Michael Jordan stuff and, and just, the you know, all the all the ways that you should move naturally compared to to the way you move after you slap a squat bar on your back for 15 mm. years. Yep. Yeah. So uh yep. and my, my my dad played offensive line in the NFL. So I mean, he was teaching me this stuff of of how to move and how to get my inside of my feet in the ground and all these things my whole life. Mm-hmm. So um you know, I'm I'm here to here to test you guys to be honest. Yeah. Well, yeah. we 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 test worthy and we're ready for yeah, it. Yeah, that's you know? the great nah, part I'm, of it. All. I'm fired up, man. Like like <clears throat> I said, I as you all know, I've been trying to poke holes in it since I walked in the door. Yeah. And and you just can't yeah, <laughs> it's nature. Yeah. It, you see, that's the big thing, Lee, is that we didn't make this shit up. We just observed it, right? You, you know, so it's kind of it's it's we gotta where we got it from is is kind of hard to deny. You yeah. know, when you start talking about rotational forces and things yep. like that, that's all nature. It's observable across so many different what you would consider to be different arts or different spaces of of where you could um, go and express yourself. But you're starting to see how man, what Michael Jordan is doing. I need to apply that to even my blocking. I got to have those same principles, those same durable principles, those same explosive principles need to show up in everything that I do. And so, like Lee asked some of the same questions that Ike asked. Yeah. And then Adam asked the same questions. And those questions are good because we've been trying to get people to ask questions, yep. challenge, and, and, and ask them for the right reasons. For the right reasons. Yeah. Because some you people learn. just want to debunk it. They, you, wanna, you want the you wanna answer learn. because you want to yeah. learn and understand yep. because you know that. When you do that, you're gonna the buy-in is gonna is gonna put you over the edge because mm-hmm. you're gonna yeah. put the work into it. Yeah, I've never shoot man. I, I'm not real good, as my wife will tell you, at moderation. That ain't something I'm real talented. <laughs> you had first, huh? so um, I kind of got that impression. So, so, so you know, I I love Michael Jordan, and I appreciate the days when the Pistons were banging him around because that was real basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. That, but at the end of the day. Us football jokers are a little different. Yep. It's, it's a little different skill set than just jumping from the free throw line and impressing people. Right. Yeah. So and Michael Jordan's the best ever, don't get me wrong, but right. it's just elite athleticism isn't necessarily a bar fight mm-hmm. with another man running down your throat. So 
I was super interested to get here and just pick y'all's brains and ask those questions. Uh, and not to mention, as I told you, I want to train kids when I'm done playing and yeah, and yeah. help and help. And you get, want to do it right? Yeah, help get these kids away from back surgeries when they're thirty something mm, years yeah. old and just all the like. Yep. Like I said, I've uh, I've I've never been a, a big Olympic lifting guy myself. I just didn't know why. Mm, I just yeah. didn't, I knew I knew it made me feel bad. Yeah, I knew it made me hurt, and I knew that. Uh, I can go full around on my farm and, and mess with cows and feel and be str- feel cock, be cock strong and be strong yep. enough to survive as opposed to just you know you get in the football field man and you end up in all types of awkward positions on one leg. I've had plenty of coaches over the years say, "Man, how did you how did you survive get back that. on two feet?" Yeah. yeah, I'm like, well, because I don't just lay under a damn bench press and a squat rack all the time. <laughs> right, yeah. I do everything. I do all types of one legged stuff, I do, and I just was kind of trying to perfect it on my own in yeah. my own crazy redneck brain of how to get myself in football specific positions right. while I trained. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Charlie Patron, a guy in Knoxville, Tennessee, has trained me for a long time. He's a little bit of a mad scientist, and he's great. Um, but I, my brain doesn't work like his does. I need to be more of a structured guy like this to understand mm-hmm. exactly why I'm doing everything I right. do. Where Charlie's just a crazy man, and he's like, Da-da-da-da-da. and I'm like, mm-hmm. why am I doing that? He's like, I don't know. It just came to my brain. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I can't, I can't <laughs> yeah. operate that way. Yeah. So, uh, so man, I'm fired up. This this stuff has got me fired up. I was, I was, you know, I came out here yesterday, and the crazy thing was like that workout we did. I didn't touch a weight. Yeah, and I've day. never been that. I mean, I looked at Ike at one point, and I'm like, I'm going home. <laughs> like, like, I got a sexy ass wife right down the street. <laughs> right, right, right. What, and like, I'm in here tearing my body like, up. Like, what are we doing? I'm out of here. Yeah. Like, well, I, t- I tell anybody. I, I tell anybody. I don't care how much you bench press, how far you can run. Mm. You, my upper body workout's gonna bust your ass. Oh, well, I, I'm a testament to that. That's 100 percent true. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I was at failure on everything. Yeah. Uh, upper body wise. Right. Right. You know right. I mean. Uh, and, and I'm a bigger man, and we're bigger men, but but that's no excuse. I mean, I was literally to failure on everything. Yeah, and it was it was just when am I going to fail? And the, the the environment that you're in is is high intensity the whole time when you're here, mm-hmm. so all of that plays a factor into it too, because that is the football field, right? No it's pleasure. intense the whole time. You, you know, like you said, you got another guy coming running down your throat. It's a ball fight the whole game. Yeah, man. On, on let's just say let's just call it fourth and one, right? You've mm-hmm. been there, mm-hmm. like. Uh, not in the trenches. You're, you're, no, yeah. yeah, but trying to stay protected. But it's all who has the most grit, and all who f- every. I got a buddy that's in the military, and he's like, "Listen, anybody that tells you they don't have a breaking point's full of shit." Yeah, everybody has a breaking point. You just got to figure out where that breaking point is, where mm-hmm. that try failure is, yeah. and try to never get there. Yeah, yeah. And, and make sure that the guy across from you, his breaking points before yours, yeah, right? and his quits before yours. Mm-hmm. And that's the stuff we did in there, man. Like I'm staring over there at Ike, who's yeah. one of my best buddies. Like you're failing before me, asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and bo- both of us are just like, oh, yeah, competition. Yeah, and and both of us just kind of collapse at the same time, you know. Yeah, and right. it's like, holy smokes, man, I'm just doing push ups. I mean, we're doing push ups right yep. now. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, and yeah. it's it's just awesome stuff. I'm. I'm just fired up that I came down here. The last 48 hours have been great, uh, and I think it's going to really kind of kind of shift shift my training uh, for the for the next six months until I go, mm. and, you know, finish my career. And I can't wait to. Uh, I don't want to call myself the guinea pig, but I can't wait to be a testimony for like, hey man, I was in pain for a long time. Yep, I played good <clears throat> ball, but it was it was just pain. Yep. I was just yeah. in, I was in a six day race every week. You right. could do the same Sunday. thing and not hurt. Right. right, yeah, right, and uh, and my wife doesn't have to be looking at me like, "Dang, babe, you, you sure you want to keep going?" You know what I mean? Yeah, to uh, to kind of yeah, because she wants you to play with your kids. It's and life play after with football your too. Yeah. That's right, one hundred percent. It's not getting that knee replaced, not getting that hip replaced when you're fifty and sixty, because yep. that's the stats in the NFL. You know it. It's everybody's. They're walking out of there. They may have you know they had a ten year career and they got paid, but how much would you pay back just to get 
to not have oh. to get the new knee or the new hip. That's what we try to are trying to do is kind of grab you before you leave and say, look, we can change this. Let's show it to you in slow motion, let you see where you need to go, and then boom, you start making that making everything work for you. Yeah. Now you can be happy, old, and healthy, and you got the money. You yeah. got it all. You can no. retire in, in happiness. My wife's got the damn money first. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. 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 But, no, it's like we say it all the time in football. Like, professional football is 100% injury. Yeah. You're getting hurt. Yeah. So why in the hell would you not figure out how to not hurt yourself not off hurt the field? Right. Yeah, right. Like right. You're, you're, like somebody flies into your kneecap. Yeah, you can't do nothing about it. Yeah, and we we can't we 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 could maybe help you deal with a little bit of a contact injury a little better and a give you some contact, other options, yeah. you know. Yeah. But 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 you you're gonna play 11, 12 years in the league. I mean, look at Whitworth. He just had the the, the knee surgery this year, fifteen years, and yep. and, and it was a nasty contact, yep. you know. But Lee, man, listen, uh, just in the the, the the, the little time you've been here, I feel like I've been knowing you forever because, uh, you know, I mean, you got that personality. There, there's no uh, re- reservation yep. there. You know what I'm saying? The outgoingness, I, I, I love it. Uh, man, you, you're you a part of the family now, and, and we appreciate sure. you being here. And the reason that we created this system is for guys like you appreciate because it. we, we want to make sure that, that you can enjoy your family. Yeah, I'm I'm fired up, boys. I'll, I'll be, like I said, I'm excited about getting to work. Um I've always enjoyed the work aspect, mm. you know, like the lunch, right. the lunch pail aspect. Yep. I've always enjoyed that, and I'm, I, I, I just, I kind of got away from it because it was hurting me. Yeah, and and to, to be able to go do that work I did earlier and be dying and 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 get in the car and go take my wife to lunch and be That's like, good. I actually don't feel like shit. <laughs> yeah, you get that I every mean, single time, right? And it's <laughs> like, man, I couldn't even do a put, like I couldn't do a push up earlier, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting with my wife at lunch and I'm not hurting. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, man, it's pretty cool stuff. So, uh, like I said, my testimony is is just getting started and to be continued. But um, I'm fired up and excited about uh, about this little venture and uh, and kind of a, a new outlook on how to keep myself super healthy and happy and make me a better husband, a better father, and yep. a better teammate. And you, yep, you see yep. what came third. Like yep. I'll right. walk away from that football shit right now if it. Yeah, no doubt. But my no family doubt. is hopefully going to be the one to reap the biggest reward. When, right. When what you can give back to the, your own kids. With put the, my with granddaughter the on my shoulder. Right. Yeah. Back hurting. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. One hundred percent. Well, man, we appreciate you yep. having here, and thank Absolutely. you, Lee. Thank we'll, you, Lee. Uh, keep working. Hut, hut. Yep. All right. So we go round two with Ike Baca. Buffalo Bills offensive lineman, um, how it's going, man? I, I mean, you, now you're in here, you got to feel it for three days. Yeah, I mean, just the education part, huge. Yeah. Um, feeling it, and with all you guys around, Rick, just watching everything instead of video and sending, you got immediate feedback, mm-hmm. and that's just mm-hmm. huge because you can fix it right away instead of seeing it. Then you got to go like. You know, a few hours later, this right. just in the moment, you could fix it right away and then feel it and hammer it, hammer it, hammer it. So I've just loved that part of it. Yeah. One, one, I guess the main question is, I mean, it's a, kind of rhetorical, but now it is. Would you go back and do the other shit? No. Not- <laughs> <laughs> Talk a little bit about the upper body exercise yesterday yeah. because we get those questions all the time about, well, how do you build strength for the big man? And when we were recoding you last year, obviously we had walked away from the deadlifts, all that heavy stuff. And you were like, dude, my the backside, the hammies, everything's getting bigger and stronger. But then just speak a little bit to how Goda still translates to those those upper gyroscopes and what you guys felt this morning when you woke up with the sore. Yeah, I mean, that was the first real you know, upper body, right, like entire workout out. that I've yep. done. 
and yeah when i woke up this morning it was something yeah i've never felt but you see how yeah you see how you can that's the the problem is that like when lee comes in like i gotta tell you it's not tea tree oil and yoga mats here like it's like music's turned up it's it's sweat it's work everyone's screaming it's it's a a high tempo high energy it it tries to you recreate game day we still try to we're still able to keep that that fire that intensity you know what i'm saying and that's so important yeah. Yeah. i heard ross rapping earlier yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm like okay i like it let's go yeah. ross big old country boy up there and when lee was sitting here around, when lee was sitting here he was talking about how you guys are you're you're working together through the workout and you're challenging each other you're competing against yes. each other and but it's I think all that's inside the mass yeah that's a it's, misconception of yeah, it though yeah initially you're like where's the weights like right. i want to go i want to get my adrenaline going yeah when you come and do a workout you learn real fast yeah it's not about the weights no yeah. Yeah. it's about the no. positions and the shapes and then and, i mean we talk every night you're sitting at the airbnb you're sitting at home whatever you feel good like you feel yeah. really good yeah but you feel like yeah i put in work so i put you in feel work good about the work that you put in well what it is is it's a positive reinforcement on the nervous system so what we're doing is is the things that keep you healthy and feeling good we're constantly building that up in the gym so that's why it's an endurance durability endurance. Scu- I was just yeah. Say. Endur- yeah you see that, see that oh, dude? it's getting it's fucking like scary right? silly dude i'm like that's the endurance that's why when 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 Gary when I first saw Gary like train people because I'd first seen it like okay the crawl and I'm like how does this how do we get people I'm like just watch one session and it's over <laughs> go through a session yeah and it's just like dude this is how I would want to train from eighth grade on Can oh, you imagine yeah. go like, beat it. he go. sends old photos when he was a quarterback yeah he had it he was a goda yeah so can you imagine take a an, an Ike in eighth grade and you give him goda. And like that's the fun part about this now. He'd have been the quarterback for. Is the that think about of- think about your kids now, and you get your kids to work out like that, yeah. and they never lose their goal. Dude, they just layer in that the, endurance durability. This is the beautiful on top of thing it. about it is, is we're gonna bring that back out, and you're gonna be that athletic dude on the O line yep. now, because mm-hmm. that's where you built your reputation. Yeah. So now you just get to be this mean son bitch. Yep. That's big, strong, dynamic, can move. It's nasty, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be like, hey, you want to play D tackle? <laughs> yeah. So moving. You want to go both ways? You want to play, play both tight ways? End? Get, we got the tight ends out. Move him over. Yes. Move him out. <laughs> Catch an out route. And then the other thing is, is if you watch these sessions and you don't want to be the dude that's not doing what he's supposed to do <sighs> because I'm going to expose you. Absolutely. I don't, too many coaches on the floor. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call yeah. you out. Yeah, I mean, you have to do it right. But once you feel it, yeah, you can only do so much, though. That's the thing. about yeah. Every workout you do, you're maxing out. Yes. Like, every workout is a max out. Yeah. Right. If you're doing it for a minute. And then that's, the second minute, you can't do it as long. Yeah. That's the failure side yeah. of it. Yeah. Because that's what somebody was like, what y'all, how you do the counts? Uh, you, you start with eight? I'm like, it's no, failure. we every fail time. every time we do it. Yeah. <laughs> because we're tapping into your nervous system. That's why your ass is shaking like a strip out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah and then you're constantly i mean like we're down there on the ground like keep that ankle bone high keep everything in uh, in alignment so you're constantly getting that and that's the communication part of being on o-line like you know at iowa we're up front it's run game checks like you got to be able to communicate with each other and that ability for gary to build that into the workout is huge yeah because you'll be the music's playing people are flying around what station are we going to next that's the real shit that when you're on the field yeah, you're the, the communication between you and the and the and the rest of the alignment and the quarterback, um, 
you don't get that usually in a traditional training. I got my card. I check off my card. I go to my, you know, little rack and I do my sets and I relax. But GPP. GPP. It's like the only way that yeah. you can get that. Right. And but so you try like to. like all GPP. It's all of stuff, it. Yeah. All of it rolled into one. Well, you know, that's that whole thing where, you know, a lot of people use the cliche, you know, life is sports and sports is life. But, but really when you do it right, it is. Because people are promoting that shit, but it ain't really the truth of what's going on at some of these places. We worried about cars and we worried about fancy shit and all of this stuff. And we leaving the we we looking at the end result and we're not looking at the process of how it happens. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, is the process could be a beautiful thing because it could be hanging out with your buddies after getting your ass kicked out on the turf and still being able to sit there and relax and enjoy it and not be laid up with a, yeah. a damn ice pack on your back and all right. kind of shit. And, and that was like the big thing with Lee yesterday. Lee's sitting here and he's sitting, he's going, man, my wife, my wife, my wife. Well, well the, the thing is, is your wife loves you and she don't want to see you hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Speaking of family, I'm going to stop right now. Happy birthday to your little boy. Yeah. It's it's uh, what's the little man's name? Clay. Clay. Yeah. Little Goda. Little Goda. Yeah. All little Godas. You know what I'm saying? I've only had to turn his foot in once. Yeah. (laughs) See, he gets it. (laughs) Only correct him. Auto correct. Get back. Get back into season. Go away from season. Yeah. 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 Never leaving it. No. You ain't got no choice. So I mean, um, Ricky, you got any other things you want to ask him about? I know the upper body thing was was a big thing. That was big for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, get to see it now. Yeah. You know, it's it's a complete it's a complete system. It, yeah. the, the big questions we would always get is, and Ike even asked those questions. How do I build strength? That word strength, that idea of being stronger, and Ike was able to buy into the concept of inner ankle bone high is the strength. Back yes. chain dominance is it the strength. It has to be applicable. The bow being able to set is what allows you to squeeze out all the juice and create that power. It's the path of least resistance that gives you the most force. So it should feel as effortless as possible. We're in this idea of like bigger muscles, squeeze, contraction, when it's really just, it's a wave. It's got to feel effortless. So it should become natural. And that was the big thing for you is making it subconscious. Yeah. That's why he did all the work of walking like a Goda, mm-hmm. wrestling like a Goda, mm-hmm. getting back to the ground, and pff, you felt those dividends pay early. And then now it's like really the, the first true off season of being able to get after it early on. Yeah, it's not even April yet. Right. Yeah. And, just, and listen, the reality of the whole thing, and what I want to tell you is, is thank you, because yeah, seriously, to be sitting out there and doing child rockers and stuff like that when everybody... <laughs> I was just getting taped up and on the medical tables. You sitting in there just doing the child rockers, and that shit's different. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and a lot of people these de- days have a, a problem with like kind of shining their own light in a sense and saying, "Hey, man, this shit is what's helping me. I'm gonna do it. I could give a fuck if you laugh at me or, or do whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and I appreciate that because. Uh, it, you know, you 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 come here quick and you realize your family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We take you. Me and Gilly's big thing is is we want this to be a comfortable best. I was disappointed that you had to take an Uber back. You, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like that that kind of ruined my not ruined my night, but you know what I'm saying? It it took because the week the week's been perfect. Yeah, you, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Everything's been great. It's a great group group of guys, and and, and we want we want to continue to build those relationships. But with it y'all. goes it goes both ways. You know, I I'm thankful for you guys for figuring out and Gilly figuring it out, yeah. right? You know, because that's something I think about a lot is just the happiness that feeling good brings you. Yeah, and I'm like always been high, 
positive attitude guy mm-hmm. high you know energy guy but when you feel terrible all the time you don't you don't have yeah. that and it's right. depressing it really yeah. is depressing so yeah. i was just down you know bad for a while and it just brings that's the that's the best part about it football will be over someday and right you know that's going to end for everybody you, so you are going to be a big person that is going to be a driving force in changing that culture yeah because just like lee saw it just just like Ross has seen it and Trey and those guys. And then Ricky, you know, I told Gilly when Ricky came in that it was going to be a game changer because he brings the credibility with the guys like yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it, might have, it was going to grow and develop because it's the truth. But y'all guys expedited this process. We so needed I, athletes to trust athletes. That's right. You know, as a former that's right. athlete. That's all it's about. Being an Iowa guy and, like, that helped. Like, we needed Ike. We yeah. needed Ike to come in and we needed a, like, you said it here on the podcast the other day was you can't really half-ass this. Yeah. Like you got to be all in. And Ike was all in from mm-hmm. day one and he trusted it. He believed in it. He kept working towards it. And then you see what you kind of, you created this, the, you know, the, the, the lineman week is yeah, you branch out and be like, Hey, y'all, we need this. Like mm-hmm. there's a better way. There's an other way of doing this. And then you bring guys like Adam in and you have all this. I mean, how much experience is sitting at the table the other night when, you know, when Lee's in town, talking like 30 years of nfl experience and everybody's like yeah it's a pressure wave yeah yeah it's that that's what it is I we mean, trust it lead, you we think see about feel. Lee, his dad right nfl him nfl 10 years yeah think of he's his been here son for, yeah right <sighs> yeah. son's 13 6 2 he's gonna be a monster jeez that's what right. Lee's saying he's like this is it's over yeah <laughs> yeah Money. yeah so well look man uh, uh, again thank you yep. i appreciate thank you like, thank you for coming out and being a big part of getting this week done man and, absolutely i'll be back yeah yep. oh, right. we'll get you back yeah. down yeah. oh yeah i knew once more I visits you was coming that's back. that crawfish and the, food. And the crawfish yeah. Yeah. you just gotta get me one night at crawfish <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, all the time. All the time. <laughs> That's all I need. Now you got to come at the right time, but yeah. this time is always That's, the right yeah. time. So. Absolutely. Um, all right, man. Thank you. All right. Thank yeah, you. I appreciate you, you being here. Yep.